0: breakout ratings on the breakout finder are live 2023 breakout ratings are ready for you to access and you're not going to like what you see don't be mad at me go to the app store go to google play get the breakout finder to find out just how bad this draft class actually is You like that, Frank? Yeah,
1: I like that. I like you like that.
0: that. You like that opening? Is that good? Yeah, you got me hyped. You got you got you <laughs> hyped. I like that. I'm hyped because of Ahan. ahan has got the uh, the cool shades. I think it's because of conjunctivitis, but uh, we don't. You know, he's. You know, oh, I thought you were gonna be uh, spitting in that because this is a baseball show. <laughs> I think I had your little no, bottle I'm just, to spit I'm just,
2: in. I'm just prepared with the actual juice today.
0: Oh, the actual juice on the juice, and then I thought you were gonna have some 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 sunflower seed juice something like that. So, I'm excited because I am not as up to speed on Major League Baseball as you guys are. So, basically, I'm going to throw it to you two and you're going to tell me all I need to know in the next, you know, 30 plus minutes about Major League Baseball, you know, who's going to win the World Series, who's going to win the MVP, we'll talk about the odds and and some potential picks for those bets, but also some opening day lines and games that you think are interesting. Uh, we also have some interesting promos that you have found that I, I think we should talk about. So we'll lay that all out for the people. But first, the context that I'm most interested in is that this game is changing. Like the commissioner, the ownership, the players, they've gotten the message that this product needs to be better. They are actively trying to make the product better. And I know that some people might not agree with all the changes, but they're trying. They're clearly trying. So let's talk about the most important change to the rules. Ahan, kick it off. What's the most important rule change?
2: Well, for one, the pitch clock for pace of play. So this is a rule that has been instated to make games shorter so that we don't have to watch people step off the mound, step out of the box and do that thing. For two minutes between each pitch and that's to improve the product but this has a domino effect on not just uh the product but but the game itself pitchers are going to need to adjust there are pitchers around the league who want two minutes between each pitch there are some pitchers who like to work quickly and they love this rule like chris sale for example he loves to get the ball get the sign throw the ball within a eight seconds so he loves this but a closer like kenley jansen who is also on the red sox he would have to adjust to this rule and he's done that so far in spring training but the rule here is essentially a pitcher must throw the ball within 15 seconds and if they don't it's an automatic ball to the hitter and we've actually seen ball four (laughs) taken on an automatic ball in spring training already and vice versa, if the batter takes longer than 15 seconds to get in the box, they get an automatic strike. You can only step out of the box once in an at-bat. And similarly, for base runners, similar. Because of the pitch clock, pitchers are going to be focused on throwing the pitch. And with bigger bases, combine those two things, what? more stolen bases. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Dude, you're at, I
0: think you've added rules. Like you're, you're, you're blowing through <laughs> all the stop signs here. I know that we have... Wait a second. We have the, the clock, the pitch clock is a big deal. Okay, the pitch clock and the batter clock are big deals. All right. So be in the batter's box within fifteen seconds and the pitch has to come. Then you mention bigger bases. Frank, what's the what's the implication of big, bigger how big are the bases? How much bigger? What does that mean? So I don't have the exact number in front of me how much bigger
1: but they are you would there was a picture I saw on Twitter and it compared the original, the previous bases to the larger one and it's pretty like significant and what that's going to do is really increase stolen base production across the league it's going to make teams more aggressive on the base path. so you're it's kind of nice because recent years with the influx of analytics in baseball they kind of scaled back stealing bases they wanted you to you know they only wanted certain players to run if they're efficient. It wasn't like the days of Ricky Henderson when he would steal 100 in a season. So we're going to see, you know, some of the high-end uh, stolen base leaders get to 50, maybe even 60 again. So it's interesting even as a real fan or even from a fantasy baseball standpoint. But for betting, well, what could happen is early on the sports books won't adjust enough to the stolen base odds. And you might get some value. You might get players at, you know, plus 200, plus 300, where it's worth taking a stab because they'll be more aggressive given the rule change. It sounds like this
0: really favors offenses, though. If the pitchers can't get prepared as easily and they can't hold runners on as easily and they can't prevent stolen bases as easily, this sounds great for offenses. Yeah, definitely. And it
1: it hurts the pitchers that, are more successful like pitching to contact and inducing ground balls the ones who could they got the good enough stuff to you know strike out hitters at a high rate are should be okay but it's like you know those that pitch to contact more like maybe Fran Bervaldez of the Astros might have a little bit of challenges with uh you know base runners more aggressive or the next role we're going to get into about the shift it's a nice segue into that I can what happened to the one. shift
0: <laughs>
2: Well, if you you know a man named Joey Gallo, we were just talking about him before the show, and he had there there were big expectations that he was going to do well uh, with the Yankees because of his home run power. But the big talk around Joey Gallo is that his inability to hit to the left side uh, of the infield. If he hits a ground ball, it's to the right side, and that is the premium example of a super shift where you just load up the right side of the infield with with four infielders. You can't do that anymore, uh, at least the way it's been done in the past. There are restrictions on defensive shifts. Fielders have to stay on the dirt. Uh, you have to have two on each side. You can move it around as close um, you know, to the bases as possible as long as you fit in those restrictions. But those are major restrictions. There are a lot of ground ball outs that are now going to become singles uh, for hitters such as Joey Gallo, Alex Verdugo. Um, and these these players those ground balls are going to turn into hits and sometimes even doubles if you hit it down the line. So that's another boost for offense.
0: So is this all baked in to
1: the lines that you're seeing? I think there'll be an adjustment for the betting markets to, you know, see exactly the the ramifications of all these rule change changes. So if if you, you may be able to find value in this way, even like, let's say betting on total bases props on hitters, like, those of the, the hitters Ahan mentioned, or even like Corey Seager that will benefit from these rule changes, you could target the over on their total bases, which is generally around one and a half, because they might get those doubles like Ahan said. So that could be early on where their, their odds are too high, like maybe plus 120, plus 130. When you see that kind of thing on a hitter, let's say like Corey Seager, it might be something worth targeting for sure. Why Corey Seager? So... He was one of the hitters, I believe, that was shifted on among the most in baseball. He's like a popular across all of fantasy baseball. Everyone's like bumped him up a little bit in in drafting him because they feel like his batting average is going to really improve with the uh, rule changes. He's one of them. There's a bunch of five
0: guys. So Gallo is one, right?
1: Yeah. It's going to be Gallo. It's
2: going to be Seeger.
0: Give us a couple more. Uh, Max
2: Kepler, Alex Verdugo. Kyle
1: Tucker. Kyle. A lot of left handed hitters. Yeah, okay. so so it's gonna it'll help them get more like it'll bump up their batting
0: average, more hits potentially. Well, that's great. That's great. What about what about the overall game totals, hmm. like the total scores, like on individual oh. games, like opening day? Should we
2: be leaning on the overs? one of the reasons i'm not going to touch game totals on opening day or probably opening week um is because not only just all these rule changes but a segue into the last thing i want to talk about about the game which is the balls possibly being juiced and we don't mean you know the the type of juice that you bet on we mean will the balls be constructed to promote home runs so that the ball travels further off the bat um and we don't know yet i have no idea if um the rules will properly be baked. The new rules will properly be baked into the game totals. But I also have no idea if on opening day, for example, MLB chooses to use juiced balls, and if we do, you're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of pop ups turn into home runs in small stadiums uh, like Yankee Stadium or like Rogers Center uh, that are more hitter friendly parks. If they don't use the juiced balls, then that promotes a lot of uh, you know loud fly ball outs and towards the unders. We don't know. We have no information on this. And there have been rumors that specific games have had different balls on the same day than other games, specifically primetime games, Yankees games, Red Sox right. games. Um, and that is a that that, is, that can there's a lot of merit to that conspiracy theory. Uh, so I'm not touching game totals early on in the season for that reason. It
0: sounds like everything is being tilted toward the offense, though. Yeah, in a sense, more balls in
1: play, more stolen bases. It, they, I guess they want, it, they want to, you know, not have it just be like a walk, a strikeout, or a home run. They want more of a, that action where there's base runners, that, those pressure situations where the pitcher's pitching, runners on first and second, you know, 2L, rather than, you know, sometimes it would just everyone trying to hit a home run and it, it, there's less events happening. So they're trying to bring that entertainment value, uh, increase the value like that. Right. I would Is say. the
0: juiced ball, does it have higher or lower seams? Hmm. That one,
2: I'm not We need my professor in uh, sports technology uh, from five years ago to confirm this. But I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, and clip and embarrass me on Twitter if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure the tighter seams, the, the ones closer to the ball, are the ones that are uh, unjuiced, so to speak. So the the ones that are tighter are the ones that'll that'll travel less, uh, which will also cause um, blisters um, more often to to pitchers. Which is why pitchers don't actually mind the juiced balls. So this
0: is amazing, and this flies right in the face of what Frank just said, right? If you have a ball with high threads, high seams, and it's It's harder. It's juiced. It travels further. Then you're actually going to get more home runs and more strikeouts. And in the off chance that a guy does end up on base because (laughs) they're not allowed to shift the third baseman all the way over to second base. They can't do that anymore. Right. All they can do now. Right. Is just have the third baseman play shortstop and have the shortstop like in line with second base and everybody stay on the dirt. That's how the shift used to be. So just so everybody knows, 10 years ago when you did a shift, that's what it was. So they've passed a rule to just basically turn back the clock on the shift and make it what it used to be instead of this wacky shift where it was two infielders on the dirt on the right side and two infielders in the outfield on the right side, which it got got weird, right? So basically, I agree with that rule because it just got weird. It made baseball weird. I don't mind actually... The base is being bigger because I think it's safer. The bases, as small as they were. It does, especially if you're playing softball or so if you're not like a, a professional level player, you see a lot of people getting hurt twisting their ankle on these bases. They're actually it makes it easier. It's actually more reasonable to have a bit bigger base if you're gonna be stepping on something uh, less likely uh, to have an injury at second base. Or at third base, so I agree with that as well. I also think there must be a psychological effect of if the base looks bigger. I know it's it's technically a bit closer. If it's bigger, then that means you don't have to run quite as far to get to that base. But it also, there's a psychological effect. that Look how oh that that base, <laughs> look how big it looks. Right, well, I'm gonna I gotta go. I gotta I'm gonna <laughs> go for it. You know, I, and then also you can see the coaches like yeah, you know, it does look. Look, it looks so enticing. Look how easy it is to get there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and give the green light. So you have all these things that are going to be driving up runs. I can't imagine, especially if the ball is a bit more juiced, I can't imagine runs not going up, potentially significantly, which is why I would say lean on the over. If you're between one or the other, I would definitely lean over. If you're betting any of the, the, the over-unders on these
2: games, I can't believe that you're not going to at least try to take advantage of this in the first week of Han. I'm going to take advantage, but with player props and I'm, I'm going to have so much fun with player props this season. They're going to be, there's so many methods to get micro edges all season long game to game, week to week, uh, with player props, not just with futures markets shifting every, uh, every week or so, um, which we'll, we'll get to in a, in a couple of minutes, but with, uh, with, uh, Props that are available on some books and not others, such as pitcher walks. Uh, pitcher walks was my favorite market last season. I had a streak of winning 25 out of 28, something like that. Pitcher Oof. walks props in in a span of t- uh, in a span of two weeks. That was so much fun because there's micro edges to be had, and that's available on DraftKings and not FanDuel. So there's a lot of shopping you can do and and get and get edge this way, which I will be doing from Opening Day.
0: I love that. Now, with the the rule about holding runners on, can you explain this to me a little bit more? Pitchers can throw to first base one time and one time only. And then, if they throw to first base once and they can't throw it to first base a second time, how does that player not steal the base automatically after one throwover? Yeah, you're gonna. Yeah,
1: it's it's likely that it just speaks to the how we stolen base production is just going to really be a lot more this season. And, you know, targeting those on, on props looks appealing.
0: I just can't, I don't, I don't get it. So you can take an unlimited lead after the pitcher has thrown over one
2: time. You could take an unlimited lead, but if the, if the runner, I, I believe there's a, it's a judgment call too, so there's going to be controversy about this. But if the runner starts running towards second base, the pitcher can step off and 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 throw and throw him out. That's not considered a pickoff, then. Okay. So you, can't, right. you can't you can't you can't just you know sing Frank Sinatra and walk over to second base. But, <laughs> okay, but, so if
0: okay, it's going to be a judgment call by the ump, and the oh my god. Oh, yeah.
2: Matt, don't we, don't, don't we, is that, isn't that what we need in baseball? More judgment calls by oh, umpires?
0: no, this is terrible. See, <laughs> I like rule changes which require less intervention by referees and umpires. This actually increases not just the intervention, but their judgment. And so it's going to be very difficult. Box are going to be a lot harder to call are box still a thing or do they get rid of box I almost think you have to get rid of box if this is the case oh there's a this kind of advantage training. if you're gonna give this kind of advantage to the runner then you got to get rid of box right there's
2: been controversy in spring training already about box and there's been arguments on a couple of like should this be a box should this not and it's mostly with left-handed pitchers but you can already see it see it uh in play and I think someone in the uh, in the chat clarified that I think it's two pickoffs not one uh-huh. and I think, not I believe not. that's correct. I believe that's correct. Oh, Two thank pick-offs. God. Two okay. Pick-offs. Thank God. It's still All bad, right. yes. but.
0: No, that makes sense though. That makes a hell of a lot yeah. more sense. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for the chat. I can't believe you got that wrong, Ahan. Uh-huh. You're almost, that was, you really <laughs> was melted my, my brain my, uh... <laughs> with the one pickoff. I was like, there's no fucking way. Right. <laughs> and you still have box. I just don't understand. But, but we were, I was right in my instinct that this was going to cause a problem. And you said already in spring training, we have, we have Bach controversy that, yeah. that absolutely is going to happen. There's going to be more of it this year. And that's because that, that there's got to be a way. Well, if they're timed, my understanding is if you're timed anyway, then that by definition by itself limits, how many times you can throw over. So I don't know yeah. why they would bother implementing that two throwover rule. That seems like they're going just a step too far. Like they just get a little too cute there. So I love all the rules. Thank you, Major League Baseball. You make the product better, especially if they juice the ball while also raising the seams. Because I love strikeouts and I love home runs. So it's great, 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 all great. The the two throw over rule unnecessary. Uh, There is one rule that I've I've wanted forever, uh, which is to lower the fences. And then to have stuff behind the fences that guys can jump into ball pits, pools. <laughs> I think that would be most exciting. Because you think about on Sports Center, what gets the highlights, right? On on eleven o'clock, it's the outfield plays. Maximizing the fun of the outfield. Because I've always thought, oh, because in Arizona they have a pool. You know how they have a pool at Arizona. What if they move the pool, and so and and you lower the fence, and the guy can jump and actually land, catch the ball, and then land in the pool, or you can have a ball pit or some other thing, right? I think that would be that that would be a level of fun, and it would it would be no extra work other than like reconfiguring the outfield a little bit, and then by lowering the fences, what are you doing? Oh, you're making it easier for them to score runs. That's clearly the agenda, but then also, also more exciting plays right so you're making more exciting plays with also more run scoring so exciting defensive plays with more runs that's the way to balance it right if you're going to implement these rules like oh we're going to have more exciting plays by defenders but also score more runs how do we do that okay my ball pit pool idea with the low fences i think that's that's about as good. Wow. I mean, the guy disappears into a ball pit and you can't tell whether he has the ball or not. And then he like out, up from the, he grabs, he's like, I got
2: it. And it's like, Oh, the crowd goes
0: wild. <laughs> that's the next state. That's next. That's gotta I, be next.
2: I, I absolutely love your ideas, but as a, as a former outfielder, I, I'm obligated to say for the pool idea, fuck you.
0: <laughs> Why? It wouldn't be dangerous. I don't want to jump. It would jump still in a be pool. like a five foot fence, but it would be easy to jump over. It wouldn't be You're dangerously right. low. It would just be wouldn't be tripping over it. It would just be it would be the perfect height. You could find the perfect height where it's safe still, but guys can or you could put little grips on it so guys can kind of run up the wall and then they can really get airborne. You see what I'm saying? You could even tilt the wall out a little bit so they could run up the wall and then they could get super, Dude, if they, if they just tilted the wall a little bit out, then the guys could run up the wall and they could go vertical and they could get way up in the air and have splashdown. Matt is having way too much fun with this. I'm just saying that would be super cool and fun. I'm just uh, picturing that. It sounds wild. It sounds
2: amazing. Does it not?
0: You're like in. I know you're in. I know you're in. There's nothing better. You know what's actually better than watching baseball is talking about fixing baseball. <laughs> that's oh, That's why I wanted to do the show today. That was my. We, we were gonna maybe talk about NCAA tournament. I was like, yeah, no thanks. We we have a we have a, the juice show. The betting show doesn't cover the tournament, which is one of the greatest fails in company history. But I am gonna talk baseball because somewhere in here, I can I can weave in the fixing of baseball. Now, when we look at the futures, let's first talk about the teams that we think. Are good value in terms of their over/under wins for the year, but also odds to win the World Series. Do you guys have a couple of those in mind,
2: Frank? You you can go first.
1: Yeah, so I'll start off uh, a value on win totals. The Detroit Tigers over six sixty nine and a half wins. You could get that minus one fifteen at FanDuel, and that's just because you know last year basically everything went wrong for them. They signed Javi Javi Baez. He had really bad season Uh, they're young hitters like Riley Green Spencer Torkelson they're disappointed severely Uh, you know Eduardo Rodriguez their big signing as a starting pitcher he barely pitched for them and they still won correct me if I'm wrong I think they won like 68 games last year I'm gonna pull it up in a moment Uh, but so all of those went wrong and they still were sort of close to this number and now you look at them you got to think Javi Baez is going to have a bounce-back season. He has a track record in place. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez looks good in spring. You could think a bounce-back season for him. I didn't even mention Austin Meadows, who ba- barely played for them last year, and he's you know he's got some talent as a hitter. And one thing that's going to help them is that they made some adjustments at Comerica Park that's going to favor the hitters. They moved the fences in. So that could potentially benefit their young hitters, specifically Riley Green. And, you know part of the problem with them last season was they just couldn't score runs so that could help them out a bit not to say like this is going to be you know some kind of surprise playoff team but you know we got a low bar at 69 and wins they can go 71 and 91 and we still win so I- i'm cool with this one i like it is there anything like that.
0: that's happening with parks or rules not favoring offenses jesus <laughs> is anyone is anyone moving the fences back no, it's always it's,
1: oh well. Last year the Orioles did, and that favored their like that helped out their pitching a lot. But from what I'm thinking off the top of my head, I think every adjustment this year has been favoring hitting. Yeah, there you go.
0: Ahan, uh-huh. you got a you got a, you got a team.
2: Well, yeah, I great segue, because um, my best bet um, of the offseason, the only one what, that I put two units on, uh, came a couple of weeks ago um, when the line was at 77.5 wins. Uh, Boston Red Sox, over 77.5 wins. It's now at 78.5, and I'm still fine with it. If I had waited too long, I would have still played it over 78.5 for one unit, um, and I'm fine with that. Best price on Caesar Sportsbook at minus 110. Uh, The thesis on this is pretty simple. Uh, They won about this many games last year, just as Frank said with the Tigers, uh, about this many games last year, having 61 separate injury stints um, that led the majors. They had the most blown saves in all of baseball, easily led the majors. This year, all offseason, their main focus was get us bullpen help, and they currently, by fan graphs, have the best walk rate bullpen team projected in all of baseball, and that was their biggest problem last year was walking every damn hitter. So they fixed their bullpen, even with a couple of injuries to Trevor Story, um, to uh, James Paxton to start the year. James Paxton looks like he's going to be ready to start the year. Garrett Whitlock's going to be ready in a week. Uh, the offense, they everybody's talking about losing Xander Bogarts. Meanwhile, the offense actually got deeper because they have more hitters in the lineup that are above replacement. They lost Xander Bogarts and signed Masataka Yoshida, whose floor outcome is really what Xander Bogarts gave them last year. Xander had a down year last year, and they still won around this many games. They have a deeper lineup, one through eight. They can hit really well. And then Reese McGuire at catcher and Connor Wong at catcher. That is an upgrade for Boston at catcher because Christian Vasquez was just not it defensively. That's a huge upgrade defensively. It's going to help their pitching staff. Uh, So injury history, regression, uh, walks by the pitching staff, positive regression. Uh, Even if you get the same exact offensive team that they did last year, which I I don't think they will. It'll be slightly better over 77, 77 and a half or 78 and a half wins. What about just
0: fading the Yankees because that's just what you do? That's just a, a always a good move. It's kind of like the Cowboys. Always fading the Cowboys. Going under on the Cowboys has been one of the better bets historically. Going under on the Yankees has been one of the better bets historically.
1: That's a good one because their starting rotation is decimated right now. Carlos Rodon is, is hurt. Their big free agent acquisition. Their trade deadline pickup, Frankie Montas, is hurt. Luis Severino is hurt. So they're still, if I'm not mistaken, Ahan, they're still like a little bit ahead. You could correct me on this. Um, They're a little bit ahead of my Blue Jays. And, you know, the Jays are healthy. So fading the Yankees,
0: maybe going under on their season win total, I'm in. I'm bullish not- on on the Blue Jays because the, the Blue Jays have one of, if not the best offenses. Am I wrong about that? You're, you know, you're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, is, is the one thing they don't need is offense. And offense is stickier than pitching. Pitching can vary wildly year to year. It's more susceptible to randomness. There's more uh, yeah. random breakouts that happen. Uh, when I first got started with fantasy, my first year doing fantasy was year 2000. And I picked up a guy named Rafael Farcal who was called up by the Braves. And he stole like 50 plus bases in the second half. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine nowadays?
2: Somebody, somebody might do that this year. Yeah, Estuary with a, Ruiz? With a normal size base. Yeah.
0: He did that with a normal size second base. That was amazing. And a, a free agent pitcher acquisition I made was John Burkett. And John Burkett had like a sub-3-0 ERA for the Braves that year. He then went on and signed for Boston, and his ERA was obliterated because he moved to the AL, and he's not that good. But he had this random great season where he was right there in ERA with Glavin and Smoltz and all those guys. And that's what you get from pitchers. And so the Blue Jays can always walk into that. Any of these top offenses can walk into that with their pitching staff year in, year out. So uh, I'm looking at you know odds to win the World Series for the Toronto Blue Jays at plus 1,200, plus 1,300 on Caesars. I like it
2: matt the 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 yankees under it was on my short list i don't like to expose myself on futures to two teams in the same division which is why i'm not doubling down by going yankees under 94 and a half but i have other ways of of fading the yankees which we'll discuss when we talk about how i'm using my promos and i want to use this moment to address the the last couple comments in chat so cody's asking about his twins and seth is asking about the cardinals Frank will have some talk about the Twins in a couple of minutes. The Cardinals have been a popular team on the market to bet on um, futures for the World Series. Their offense is still very good and should see positive regression uh, because they have a lot of big names in that offense and one of the most exciting rookie prospects in Jordan Walker. Uh, So everybody's expecting the Cardinals' offense to be way better, and some of their pitchers are starting to get healthy now. The problem with the Cardinals – is that there is not a single member of that starting rotation where you can be confident that he'll give you a full season of being above average and unless they they unless they get at least a bounce back from jack flaherty um a a great season from miles michaelis and trade for another great pitcher i don't see them making a deep playoff run so i think the cardinals like they have a good brand in baseball, kind of like the Yankees, not, not these or the Dodgers, but kind of like the Yankees, they have a big brand and that's making the line pretty sharp on the Cardinals. So I'm not, I'm not a believer in the Cardinals at the current price.
1: Yeah. I like their lineup. They got so much talent there. But like you said, that rotation, you need that Jack Flaherty bounce back with the Cardinals. It's a little bit iffy to take them, uh, you know, as a world series candidate, but did you want me to get in on the twins?
0: Yeah, talk about the twins. All right,
1: all right. So as a long shot, we I I picked them for the World Series plus thirty five hundred, I believe, on DraftKings. It's not like I think they're going to win. It's just they have a path to win the AL Central because uh, you know the Guardians kind of overachieved a little bit last year, and they're they're without Tristan McKenzie now for almost two months. He's injured, one of their best starting pitchers. You look at the Twins; their rotation's pretty solid. They added Pablo Lopez. Joe Ryan is Who one of my. the fuck are favorites. the Guardians, by the way? Oh, Cleveland Guardians. Uh, <laughs> they were the. <laughs> they were the Cleveland Indians. Now they're the Cleveland Guardians. Switched the name.
0: Oh wow, cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I uh, yeah, see you, you. You don't watch baseball a couple years and teams, new team names, rule changes. It's gotten wild here. Where's Pujols?
0: <laughs> what What are his odds to win the MVP? <laughs> no, he's he's retired. He's oh, retired. what?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pod father catching up on baseball. This has been the most fun episode of the juice. <laughs> where's for Cal <laughs> still stealing bases. Where's, where's Fabio.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh man. you Yes. Continue. Oh
1: yeah. So, you know, the twins, the rotation's pretty good. Pablo Lopez. They traded for Joe Ryan popular breakout. He added a new pitch. He's a young pitcher. He looks great in spring they got uh Molly who was from the Reds he's getting healthy like he's a volatile one but he's got some upside and uh Kenta Maeda is coming back from injury and off the top and who's I'm missing the other one they have a like they run five deep their lineup they got Byron Bucks if you could just stay healthy you know he's got a Come lot on, of Sun- upside. Sunny Gray. Sunny yeah Gray. Sunny Gray. there you go so another veteran who you know he has a bit of a track record so that's a pretty deep five and they have Bailey Obear who couldn't even crack their rotation and he he's pretty good as well so they got some pitching depth they got john duran in the bullpen with jorge lopez so some high-end arms there and then like buxton carlos correa you know uh, max kepler could benefit from the shift so what i'm saying is they're relatively balanced they have a path to win their division they're at 35 to 1. perhaps if they get off to a you know a hot start and they end up you know winning the division because of this opening, you know, anything could happen in the playoffs. Look what we saw last year. The Phillies get to the World Series when they squeaked in. So, for me, the Twins at 35-1
0: to 1 looks pretty appealing. And I like I the wanna, Guardians I... just because it's a fun new name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the you Guardians know? are getting a lot of love as well. The, I'll tell you a few, a few teams that are getting a ton of love on Futures as, as long shots, and everybody thinks they're being original with this, but it's really not. They're popular. The Cardinals, I mentioned, are getting a lot of love. The, the Guardians are getting a lot of love because people were, I guess, surprised by them winning the division last year, which I wasn't. I bet on them to win the division. Um, but uh, the the third one is the Seattle Mariners, the, the, the story of the Seattle Mariners going from not making the playoffs for so many years to making the playoffs and then – playing in what was perhaps the best performance in a playoff series sweep ever, right? They got swept by the Astros, but every single one of those games was an absolute classic. And they could have, those games could have gone either way. And they're getting a lot of love this season because they improved as well. But the one team that going back to fading the Yankees, this is how I'm fading the Yankees. So this, this is important guys. So, you want to use promos, right, for the next couple of days before opening day. You want to, if you're on DraftKings or if you're on FanDuel or if you're not there yet, you can use uh, Underworld, I believe, is the code for most things. You can use those promo codes and get in on sportsbooks. And you want to use these promos before they expire.
0: Not for those particular pro- sportsbooks, but it, it's right. fine.
2: Right. But if if you're on a sportsbook already, right, like you're on a sportsbook, you need to use the promo One on FanDuel is is MLB Futures Bet and Get. Essentially, you place uh, an outright wager on a 2023 World Series winner for $25 and get two 50% profit boost tokens to use on MLB, right? This is free edge, um, and I'm using this on long shots. You should use these promos on long shots, not chalk, because I have my actual World Series pick coming up right after this. I'm going to use that straight on the books. I'm using this on a long shot world series pick which is the Tampa Bay Rays at plus 2000. And this is how I'm fading the Yankees. The Blue Jays, the Rays, and the Yankees are all division contenders, right? Like they 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 are all they all have a shot at winning this division. First off, the Yankees, like Frank mentioned, starting rotation absolutely decimated. Their offense, they are so desperate for some depth in that lineup. People are not talking about how mediocre this lineup is after Aaron Judge. They still are hoping for Josh Donaldson to improve after his several injuries and, you know, his MVP years behind him. They're hoping for Aaron Hicks to provide some usefulness at any part of baseball. They called up Anthony Volpe to make his major league debut, and he's a potential stud, but he's still a question mark. The Tampa Bay Rays, what do they do every single year? They, they, they don't have superstars in their lineup, but they find ways to produce. Now they have superstars. Wanda Franco is a potential superstar. Isak Paredes, who played well in the World Baseball Classic, a potential hitting superstar, not to mention Randall Rosarena, who already has a track record of hitting well in the playoffs. This is a team that could win the division, and even if they don't, what have we learned the last few years as the product is improving in baseball? What what wins playoff series? Home runs and strikeouts. And that's what the Rays do. They strike out hitters with their starting rotation, with their bullpen. They added Zach Eflin, who looked like a lost case the last couple of years with the Phillies. In spring training, he's putting up some of the best peripherals any pitcher has put up during spring training with a new-looking fastball, crazy spin. The Rays do this. This is what they do. They find value in pitchers. It's what they do. They don't even need to win the division to make a deep playoff run because they could be the Phillies of this season.
1: Definitely possible. And Jeffrey Springs, he looks great in spring as well. (laughs) Nope. No, that kind of worked out. Springs and spring. <laughs> yeah, I didn't intend on that. But, yeah, they got a good rotation. They got a good bullpen. And you mentioned their lineup could be underrated. I'm with it. What about
0: the futures odds on MVP? Because these are interesting. I'm looking at the the AL in particular. Pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah, Shoei Otani, literally a generational player, a once-in-a-lifetime player, pitcher and hitter, and the odds are skewed heavily for him to win MVP. Aaron Judge has to if he went over 60 last year, Aaron Judge is gonna have to go to 70 home runs to stop Otani <laughs> from winning it. The only thing can stop him is an injury, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's really tough because he's just he hit he's a star hitter and he's a star pitcher. It's not like one is sort of worse than the other. Like he's legit a stud on both sides of the ball. So it makes it so hard not to uh, it makes it tough for me to target any AL MVP just for that reason. It just well, a unicorn. I
2: have I have one bet on uh MVP, either NL NO or or AL. I'm not, I don't have anything for NL. NO. I have one bet that I'm putting a quarter of a unit on uh for the AL just because uh it it's 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 math, right? The when you see a plus nine hundred bet, is the probability that this guy wins M- wins MVP more than ten percent? I think so. Here's what you're not going to do. You're not going to bet on Shohei Ohtani straight because taking him at plus 215 is just stupid. He's going to be plus 400 at some point when he has his first slump. If you want Ohtani exposure, just wait till you get a better price, damn it. Here's Here's what you could put a quarter of a unit on if someone does beat Shohei Ohtani to win MVP. Like you said, maybe someone who can hit 70 home runs or someone who can maybe hit 30 home runs have 100, 110 RBIs, have maybe 30, 40 stolen bases as well, while being on a playoff team, a 5-2 player, someone with excellent defense to top it all off. Somebody who does everything well as a hitter at an elite level. Julio Rodriguez Julio of the Seattle Rodriguez Mariners. say Julio Rodriguez! <laughs>
0: oh. Yeah, definitely can. I love it. I love it because he could steal 40. Julio Rodriguez goes 40-40. That's that's the path. When was the last time anyone went 40-40? It's been I, a while. Acuna
1: was it Bobby? Get, yeah. Acuña came close. I think he had I think he was like 38-38 or something. But yeah, it's been a while.
2: Alfonso Soriano 2006. Last 40-40 member. <laughs> there you go. And before that it was like Jose Canseco. Bobby <laughs> Bonds, Jose Canseco. Yeah. Some <laughs> some 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 throwbacks for sure.
0: This is what I'm talking about. This is that's that's my guy for MVP because look at the guys ahead of him. Okay, the guys ahead of him, Otani, the odds are terrible, so you're not taking him. Okay, the whole thing is predicated on it not being Otani. Judge can't really win because he won last year and he'd have to surpass last year's home run total. That's actually not that possible. Mike Trout is absolutely going to break down at some point, he's he's too old and he's had to invest a lot into his body to get it to the place it's been for so many years i don't believe that he can you know continue to produce at this level at this age and stay healthy the entire season which takes you naturally to julio rodriguez could see it you get you like it you like that frank
1: yeah it's good you know he he was an absolute stud as a rookie he's only in his age 21 season i mean sky's the limit for him if if I, I could give an MVP pick I have here for the NL, uh, I'm going to get into it with uh, Pete Alonso, plus 1,600 on FanDuel. You know, this is the rare uh, hitter who could hit 50, 50 home runs, but he doesn't really have that high of a strikeout rate. Like, he's trimmed it each year of his career. Now it's, like, low 20%, which is impressive for a power hitter, you know, that could get to 50 home runs. And, of course, the Mets are... World Series contenders, so he's got that going for him. I know it's harder to win MVP these days as a first baseman because, you know, the league has embraced analytics. They look at wins above replacement. And first base, you know, they tend to not have as high of war as, say, a stud outfielder, like you mentioned, Julio Rodriguez. But I think Pete Alonso, he he can get to, like, 55 home runs and the Mets, if they're balling out, you know, I, I
0: think he's definitely in play. And at plus 1,600, what's not to like? What about an arbitrage opportunity? The arbitrage I'm seeing is a guy you mentioned earlier who's going to benefit from the lesser shifts that he will see. What about a long shot to win MVP in Corey Seager? And then I'm seeing plus 4,500 on FanDuel. That's 2000 on points bet, plus 4,500 on that's FanDuel. That's
1: crazy. Well, that's, that's a crazy. big gap. Yeah, that's that's like something you just – I think I would just take that just because it's such a disparity. Take it at FanDuel, obviously,
0: 45 to 1. At 4,500,
2: you, you got to sprinkle.
0: By the way, for FanDuel, you can go to playerprofiler.com offers, and that's where we have our link to uh, jump on FanDuel and, and, and place that one. I like that one. I like that one. It's just an arbitrage play, but also leveraging the new rules, he could have a career year yeah he could hit 300 close to 40 home runs you know what if
1: texas surprises you know can you know the astros have a lot of injuries they're a little bit
0: vulnerable yeah you could see it you could see it for sure that's a good long shot that's a good long
2: shot okay the good thing for the people is uh, leave you in anticipation for us to uh, us to tweet out the rest of our picks. And uh, if you want to hop in the Player Profiler Discord, there is a betting channel. And uh, I'm, I'm active there often. And you can hop in and we can talk about our futures bets there. I'll drop in uh, my futures bets uh, later tonight, um, the rest of them, in the Player Profiler Discord. There but- is a
0: link to the Discord in the show notes on YouTube, on the podcast. And on in the, disc- the homepage in the of playerprofiler.com, boom, there's the button. Join our Discord.
2: But I think I think we'll we'll close it out uh with our World Series pick. I think Frank has a pick. I have a pick. This is our, our final. We're locking it in. Where, you know, this is this is where you get the clips, right? If if our if our team disappoints, this is where you, you taunt us on Twitter, right? So I'm putting a half a unit on uh the you know somewhat chuck. But they're not the favorite, right? The Astros are the favorite, but I'm heading over to Caesar Sportsbook and going plus 850 on the Atlanta Braves. So they've just won the World Series two years ago, but there is there are not too many front offices right now in baseball doing a better job than the Atlanta Braves. I joke uh, around about how the Atlanta Braves must be cheating somehow because they— sign great players to steals of contract, just absolutely robbing them blind, signed Ronald Acuna Jr., Ozzie Albies, um, Spencer Strider, their uh, rookie of the year finalist Whoa. last year. Well, didn't did, didn't they
0: ban their general manager for life a couple of years ago? I think you're thinking the Astros. Astros. No. No, there was a recruiting scandal for the Braves about 10 years ago. I believe they were signing players in the Caribbean, uh, and they were breaking league rules in how they were recruiting them and the the ways they were signing them and the tactics they were using to the point that the general manager was banned. Wasn't the general manager banned at one point?
2: 2017, Caribbean League, GM banned um, for, and they lose 13 prospects because of that. That's what you're thinking of. This completely new front office. I know, I'm just saying this organization (laughs)
0: already had an issue in recruiting young players and signing oh, yes. the
2: contracts
0: guys got banned over it this is a team that once upon yeah. a time got in trouble for doing it the wrong way whatever way they're doing it now god bless them good for them right that's an interesting note that you made yep considering their history yep yeah that was a scandal that happened
2: Anyway, uh they won they won the World Series 2 years ago and Ronald Acuña Jr didn't even play after mid-July. Uh he didn't play in the playoffs. They won the World Series, right? Ne- fast forward to 2022, uh they win the division again because they're really really good with the same exact core, uh and they lose um in a tough series to the Philadelphia Phillies who eventually went to the World Series. This year, they've kept most of that core. They replaced Freddie Freeman with Matt Olson who is a that's a pretty lateral move. Value all value considered, maybe a slow downgrade hitting wise, but the Braves always find a way with their their stacked lineup. Matt Olsen will perform, and now Spencer Strider, the guy who won, uh, who was second place in rookie of the year voting last year, gets a full offseason under his belt to prepare as a starter. And they just casually added Sean Murphy, who has the potential to be one of the best catchers in all of baseball this year. Had a has a 116 WRC plus in his career while also winning a gold glove. So they keep the same core. They add Sean Murphy. They made some changes to their bullpen, and I actually think their bullpen is way better this year. They they replaced Kenley Jansen with Rysel Iglesias, who his peripherals are way better, and they have a deeper bullpen than they did last year. They don't need to win the division because, again, what what wins in the playoffs? Home runs and strikeouts. They've got pitchers who can do that. Everybody in the their bullpen is a strikeout machine, and... They've got hitters one through nine capable of getting hot hitting home runs. Uh, so I think that the Braves, all said and done, are going to be the best roster in all of baseball. And the fact that they're not the favorite doesn't sit right with me. So I'm taking the Braves plus 850.
1: I like it. What do you got, Frank? So for me, you know, I know I'm wearing a Jays hat and a Jays shirt, you know, I figured to represent on the show, but and you've you know, got the my, Canadian accent too. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, I guess. Uh, but you know. I'm no bias here, but I'm going with the Jays. They're plus 1,300 oh! at DraftKings. <laughs> of course he is. I'm taking the Blue Jays to win the World Series at plus 1,300. You look at this team. One of the problems, you mentioned they had a great offense. They do, but they were too righty heavy. So what they do, they brought in some lefties finally. They got Dalton show from Arizona. Hits left-handed. He, get, he improves their outfield defense. He could hit 25 to 30 home runs. He could steal 20 bases. So add some speed as well in that acquisition they brought in another lefty brandon belt i know he has he's a veteran he has injury issues but when he's healthy he's got good plate discipline he's got good power and then they added kevin kiermeyer who again injury prone but elite defense that could really shore that that up so they shipped out righties teoscar hernandez and uh, lourdes Gurriel jr so you got more of a balance in the lineup there lefty righty add in the fact that you know they had issues with the bullpen they well, they picked up Eric Swanson from the Mariners in the Teoscar Hernandez trade. He was lights out for them last year. That kind of bolsters them there a little bit. Uh, they're starting pitching. They got frontline starters like Kevin Gausman, Alec Manoa. Uh, they added Chris Bassett, dependable innings eater that replaces Ross Stripling, who did well, but he's not as much volume. Like, he's more of like that five, six inning max type, whereas Bassett can be leaned on as an innings eater. And you know, they have some bounce backs like Jose Barrios. He had three to four years of just that dependable number three type of starter. And then he hit rock bottom last year. But if you look at say his stuff, it didn't really decline. It just, it, it feels like it's a correctable fix and where he could at least not be as bad as last year and just give them dependable innings. So you look up and down that roster, it's as talented as any in baseball. And we get them at plus 1300 i love the value
0: honestly no bias here we go jays i like the jays too i taught i like the jays because again it, it, pitching performance has more variance year to year i you know i'm uh, i'm gonna go ahead and uh i'm gonna bet on the bats <laughs> let's do it <laughs> This is a team that once upon <laughs> yeah. a time got in trouble for doing it the wrong way. Whatever way they're doing it now, God bless them. Good for them. Right. That's an interesting note that you made yep. considering their history.
2: Yep. No no lawyers will be called because of what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking do- <laughs> No, it- I'm, I'm agreeing with you. You didn't even remember.
0: That was like right. six, six, seven years ago. You guys didn't even remember yeah, that, about that the, scandal, honestly, did you forgot I forgot about, about that, that scandal, did you? Because yeah, this front office is crazy. That. <laughs> yeah, that was a scandal that happened.
2: Anyway. <laughs>